And the Spirit said unto me, Behold, what desirest thou? And I said, I desire to behold the things which my father saw. 1 Nephi chapter 11, verses 2 and 3. Hello listeners, this is Nick from Book of Mormon Central. And today's podcast addresses the question, why can Nephi's vision be called an apocalypse? In 1 Nephi chapters 11 to 14, Nephi had a vision in which heavenly messengers showed him various things that would happen in the future. They also explained to him the symbolic vision of his father. Nephi's vision is similar in many ways to what is known as apocalyptic texts, such as the book of Daniel and the book of Enoch. It is even more similar to texts in the Old Testament like Zechariah that are generally considered to be the forerunners of fully developed apocalyptic literature. Yet, because those texts were written well after Lehi and Nephi left Jerusalem, one might wonder how a vision, like the ones found in 1 Nephi, could turn up in the 6th century BC. New evidence from an Assyrian text provides a possible explanation for the apocalyptic nature of Nephi's vision. A text called The Underworld Vision of an Assyrian Prince, written in the Akkadian language, depicts a visionary named Kumei, who was shown a vision of the underworld. According to Richard J. Clifford, a scholar of apocalypticism, this text is of interest as a precedent for the tours of heaven and hell that are popular in later apocalypses. This text is especially interesting for Book of Mormon studies because it dates from the early 7th century BC, shortly before the time of Lehi. This text is similar to 1 Nephi chapters 11 through 14. In it, the Assyrian prince Kumei experienced an expansive vision. In a similar way, Nephi, who would eventually become king, experienced a significant vision. Such elevating experiences typically validated royal prerogatives. The Assyrian prince asked to receive the vision, and consequently the gods granted his desire. Nephi likewise asked the Spirit of the Lord if he could see what his father had seen, and was granted a vision based on this request. Kumei was shown an ideal king called the Exalted Shepherd, who was given responsibility over many things by the God of the Underworld. Nephi was similarly told that there is one God and one Shepherd over all the earth, and in his visions the kingdom of Christ was celebrated. Kumei saw strange symbolic objects, as did Nephi, and the god Nergal explained to Kumei some of what he was seeing, just as the Spirit of the Lord did for Nephi. In the Assyrian text, the god Nergal decreed broad destruction on Kumei's people. May distress acts of violence and rebellion together bow you down so that, by their oppressive clamor, sleep may not come to you. Nephi was similarly told that his people would experience calamities, and even that they would eventually be destroyed. In addition, Kumei was told that if he forgot this important god, then the god would pass a verdict of annihilation on him. This idea also occurs in the Book of Mormon. Biblical scholar Robert Noose has argued that some of the Old Testament written in northern Israel show signs of Assyrian influence. According to him, some of these texts date roughly 100 years before Lehi. Because Lehi was from the tribe of Manasseh in northern Israel, these connections make sense. With this in mind, the similarities between the Assyrian text and the Book of Mormon suggests Nephi's vision is not anachronistic or out of place. 
Nephi's vision is similar to texts from the ancient Near East that people like Lehi and Nephi would have known about. Some material in the book of Isaiah helps to support this idea. Isaiah chapters 24 through 27 is generally known as the Isaiah Apocalypse and contains some ideas that one also finds in later apocalyptic literature. Many biblical scholars have assumed that this part of Isaiah was written many years after Lehi left Jerusalem. However, Christopher Hayes has argued, based on the language of those chapters, that they were likely written well before Lehi left Jerusalem. Matthew Scott Stenson has noted that verses in Isaiah chapter 49 are similar to apocalyptic as well. This helps to explain how apocalyptic texts could have appeared in the Book of Mormon. Because the underworld vision of an Assyrian prince was not discovered until 1849, well after the Book of Mormon was published, the similarities between this ancient Assyrian text and the Book of Mormon serve as evidence for the authenticity of the Book of Mormon. Because of these historically early instances of apocalyptic experience and expression, it is not inappropriate to include Nephi's account of his expansive vision in 1 Nephi chapters 11-14 to as apocalyptic. The discovery of this Assyrian text does something else as well. It helps us see in Nephi's writing one way that God communicates with his children. God could have answered Nephi's prayer and explained Lehi's vision using many modes of revelation and communication. But, above all, God appears to have explained Lehi's vision to Nephi in a manner that Nephi was likely familiar with. Because of texts like the underworld vision of an Assyrian prince, Nephi could well have been already familiar with the rudiments of the early apocalyptic tradition. So, when he experienced his vision, the way in which he experienced it would have made good sense to him. We experience things similarly today. God reveals truths to us individually and to prophets speaking to us collectively today in ways that allow us to understand in our own cultural context, just as he did in ancient times. The Lord revealed in the early days of this dispensation of the gospel, Behold, I am God and have spoken it. These commandments are of me, and were given unto my servants in their weakness, after the manner of their language, that they might come to understanding. Applying this principle, BYU professor Mark Wright has helpfully noted, modern Latter-day Saints believe in continuing revelation, collectively and individually, and cultural context continues to influence the manner in which divine manifestations are received by individuals, entrenched within the various cultures that comprise the worldwide church. Thank you for listening. To find out more, please visit bookofmormoncentral.org and then click on Know Why.